hello. It's uh, a bit of a weird, bit of a weird sky again this morning. It's not raining yet. It's a little bit warm in the sun, but huge grey clouds, kind of building up. So luckily, I managed to get a photo this morning of it. Yeah, I missed it the other day, so... Again, I'm walking into... Into these uh, grey clouds. <laughs> so yesterday I was talking about... A pole shift or a pole flip. And I didn't really know... Uh, didn't really know what an official authoritative stance on it was i.e. an agency that's allowed to talk about it or an agency that's that's allowed to talk about it and is given credit for running the official line so that, that would be NASA because they they're kind of the gatekeepers to most uh, things to do with knowledge or science, especially pertaining to unknown things. Like things that you would never get a perspective on. Like traveling, traveling higher than, than a commercial airliner. So I had a quick look to see what they were saying about pole shift, pole flip, pole, they, they call it pole reversal. But when you actually read uh, what they talk about, that they don't mention a reversal at all. As in the, the effect. It's not, um, it's not described as something that is changing from one charge to another it's quite vague it's just uh, they're vague in that respect but they can talk about how it happened 800,000 years ago or something yet they see cause for concern that there is minimal impact that kind of thing so there's surety but um, But it confirmed a few of the things that I was talking about that I didn't really know. I didn't really read up on any of it. I just spoke it as 
as it sort of came to me as it made sense so you should check that out pole shift okay so Don't really have anything specific to talk about. I was just going to talk about um, at the process of thought. So I'm not talking. I guess thought is probably. Not the right word to use. It's more uh, about what you know, your knowledge. How'd you get to what you know? So, I know in my experience, I know that in my experience that. If you take in too much information from an external source, like watching too much shit on YouTube, watching like, because it, you don't know if it's all opinion or not, like you can get kind of, can get kind of mixed up in it. So, so taking in too much can cloud your, can cloud what you know. Because is it actually knowledge or is it um, being influenced by some shit you heard on YouTube? Now, I know I'm saying shit you heard on YouTube, but there are a lot of far-flung things that are pushed around. And... If you're using YouTube in the way it's supposed to be, in the way it was designed to be used, you're most likely going to run along a lot of this shit that they put up on YouTube. That's because as soon as you search for something, you you get given what they want you to watch. And you can validate that by going to any search engine, typing site, S-I-T-E, colon youtube.com and then you search term so quantum immortality perhaps you get different search results than you do when you go to youtube.com and search for it that's because they've got filters on their um, on-site search engine that purposely gives you different results whereas if you search for it in an external search engine that isn't Google you would get something that is more maybe more related to the date it was uploaded it wouldn't be filtered it would be like a more natural set of results so that's what I tend to do I'll search twice right 
but I'm just on top of a railway bridge. The sky is like huge, massive grey cloud. It looks purple. Uh, it looks like it's going to throw down some lightning or something. That's oh, very weird. It's very, it's uh, you know, like on old TVs, you could see scan lines. Yeah, this cloud is like that. You can see like, it's like it's got scan lines in it. It's like it's got different layers that are all kind of wrapping up. Really weird. So yeah, if you're using YouTube to look for content, you should search twice. Search on youtube.com then go to a search engine that isn't Google and run the same search but using the search phrase I gave you, search phrase and uh, just compare the results the external search engine will give you something more uh, more like what you want Whereas YouTube will give you whatever they want. So I'll give that a go. Um, yeah, so... I tend to, I tend to take a break from taking in too much information. So I'll stop watching. I'll stop watching things. I know when it's when it's too much. Because you want to keep a want to keep a clear mind you don't want to be constantly thinking you don't want to have uh, things constantly running around that don't really don't really have any meaning or not important to you like for example I was watching I put on a a documentary about the Vanderbilts what I was working out this morning and as I was watching it I was like why it just it's, it's not important to me to some other people it might be they might want to know about who the people are that you know at some point were rich or that exert some sort of control over them. So it's just about picking and choosing what is right for you. And knowing when to switch off. Because your thought process is going to be influenced by whatever you're taking in. So when I say that what you know, what you know is just what you know. 
it, it's just knowledge it could come from anywhere like it could just be something that you know and you don't know where you know it from like there is no source for it it's when you speak and it comes out in natural flow you're not trying you're not thinking you're not remembering it's not something you've memorized it just is right so that's what I see as something that you know something that you can just talk about the reality of it is is that you're not really just you're expressing you're expressing something that is that could be known to other people it's not just not just your knowledge I think it is shared knowledge but only certain people tune into certain things depending on who or what they are what they're made up of in terms of purpose and past and things like that so I've been seeing a lot of adverts well, not a lot of adverts, a lot of video recommendations for high IQ is not a measure of something, I don't know but it's like Jordan Peterson is on the cover and all these other people and there was one video that started playing and it was something, uh, Daily Motivation or something and the guy said one thing, he said IQ is a measure of speed and as soon as he said that I was like yeah that sounds that sounds accurate to me it's a measure it's like a CPU CPU speed it is the speed at which you can arrive to some conclusion some point of information certain information because they have a particular IQ I don't think is accurate the accuracy uh, the IQ just means that they can process information quicker or slower depending on the IQ level but that's all to do with purpose like I've, I've spoken about this before that people have a purpose and they're built for that purpose not everyone's going to be given a high high IQ because they're not going to be in positions where that they'll need to calculate or compute things at a high at a high frequency.
So, to make comparisons between people based on IQ is stupid because everyone is built for their purpose. And the knowledge that certain people acquire from studying or going to prestigious educational institutions that knowledge that they learn may not be complete they've been taught maybe a part of it they won't be given the whole they won't be given the whole thing because if they're taught the whole thing then they may start to discover other things so in order, to, in order to control how that information is used, they give parts of it. That's my, that's what I believe anyway, based on hearing experts and scientists, hearing them talk about certain things, they can only see part of it. And if you try and question or if you try and postulate that this is the other part to that to that topic, to that knowledge that you're talking about. It becomes about what your credentials are as opposed to whether the knowledge and information that you're presenting is is plausible. And the way that people receive knowledge and information isn't through, through being taught, because to be taught, well, taught is a, a tight piece of rope, isn't it? Or a tight piece of string, it's pulled taut. Means there's no slack. is limited. So if you're taught, you're, you, you could just memorize the whole thing. You don't necessarily have to understand it or apply it. Some subjects may require application. But I know there's people on YouTube that were teaching things to people despite having never completed their, their formal education on the thing that they were supposed to be teaching. But the, the kind of knowledge that I'm talking about is not something that you memorize, it's just what you know. It is just what it is that you can speak about something, that you can have ideas and visions and dreams about things and you can write it and you can draw it, you can visualise it, you can speak about it. But other people may not be willing to attempt to understand it or believe it because they see that all knowledge and information is guarded 
based on your credentials. So if you don't have the correct credentials, you could not possibly attain something unknown. But that's just unknown in the context of the people with the credentials don't know about it. They weren't taught about it. Because that's the that's the mindset. That everything unknown is being discovered by people with credentials because they're the best of the best. But all they're really doing is following the same line of teaching. They're following the same way that everyone else is, that everyone in their position had been taught. And so the, the new knowledge, i.e. the thing that they don't know, would only really come about if they can attain a different state to everyone else. And that would be to not be distracted by everything in the, in the physical world. But science and knowledge is uh, people are taught it's all in the physical world. Even theories are postulated in the physical. That there must be something measurable physically. Even if it can't be seen or imagined. So I'm not saying that that is the case for every, every discovery. But I think for the things that matter, or rather for the, for the bigger discoveries, the, the things that change people's daily lives, like electricity. For things like that, it's uh, it takes a different mind, I think. It takes one that's connected to, that's free from distractions. And very connected to, I guess you could call it source. Just say the source of whatever this knowledge is, the source of knowledge. Because if you, if you apply, so I've been talking about quantum entanglement, quantum states, quantum immortality, quantum suicide. If you consider that a quantum state must be balanced because it contains all possibilities. So So when that state is observed, all other states must also now be visible or must be observable 
which means that the known state is also balanced right so people <clears throat> I was what I found this uh, this bunch of videos last night about quantum immortality about this guy talking I can't remember how I found it again it's just random but this guy is talking about how um, he he's very scientific the language that he was using he was obviously strongly in the in the established scientific community but I think he was still going through studies but he was The way that he spoke was very very scientific. All the words he used were very scientific. He um, he was trying to explain that about low specificity and high specificity and I, I can't really say I know what that means I've heard the terms before but I had no idea what he was talking about but he was trying to explain how it would be possible for somebody to be immortal through quantum suicide which is what people were talking about with John McAfee in that when he tried to kill himself with his revolver he died in one timeline and his consciousness was moved to another timeline and the reason why the reason why I didn't really get it is because everything that he said raised more doubt raised more questions and I think that seems to be common in science that raising questions is good but when you're posing a solution and it raises more questions and it raises doubt why would that be a why would that be a plausible solution if it's casting more doubt on on the situation it would be it would be easier and simpler to simply say that immortality does not exist than to try and argue for it because that's what it that's what it felt like it was an argument he was arguing for immortality but I'm going to explain why for me it didn't make any sense 
So a quantum state is something that is unknown. You can't know the state of it until it's been observed. So this could be anything, right? This could be the tree falling in a forest and there's nobody around to hear it, right? Did the tree actually fall and all that stuff? You know, all them, all them questions. Did the tree actually fall? And... The quantum state is balanced. It's unknown, but it's balanced because it contains all possibility. So it's not a polarized state, it is a balanced state. Now, when you unwrap that unknown state, so when it becomes observed, so it becomes known, it becomes stable, which means it's balanced because every possibility, every state must now be visible. Right? Now you might not be able to see every single state. You may only see the state that you vibrate with, that you're in tune with. Because you only hear what you want to hear and you only see what you want to see. I think that's the that's the key, the observer. The observer is the is the thing that makes it. The observer is the thing that controls the state that they see. It's not physically manipulating matter because every state is possible. Every, it's, everything is possible all at the same time. It's in balance. The example that I used was um, a pop song. So a new pop song had been released and you've got different generations of people observing it and maybe one generation have a certain opinion of it because they hear it in a certain way and they say it's bad and then maybe you have a younger generation that hears it in a different way and they think it's the best thing, it's great you can't say that either either group are wrong or either group are right that's also balanced. Okay? So the unknown state, before it's observed, is balanced because it contains all possibility. When you observe it, when you observe the thing, you see the state that resonates with you. Now, pop music is something... Obviously, it's the same song, right? But people hear it in different ways. It's like you're looking at a book. It's the same book. But when people read it, they're going to read it in different ways. Because it's the observer that's influencing the state that they, that they, that they uh, perceive. So when you consider that everything is balanced or everything is seeking balance, the quantum world is, is no different. Because the quantum world is just describing possibility. 
it's like imagination you can imagine anything that you want to so okay so then you apply that to you apply that same those same principles to a person when a person is born when a person is born they are either alive or dead so when the when the the person when the baby's been observed and they're alive then a record's created to say that that baby is living and it's clear for anyone to see clear for anyone to observe right but both states are existing at the same time the baby is alive but the baby is also decaying at a slower rate than than somebody much older than them but we're all moving to a state of death both possibilities exist at the same time because that's balance because because you can't just be living without dying and you can't be dying without living so to say that you could be immortal and live forever is not balanced it's only considering one state to be alive it's not considering that death even exists which is unbalanced so if the quantum state the unknown the all possibilities exist is true then immortality cannot be true because it's a polarized state immortality would be a polarized state that it says only one state is possible only living is possible which isn't the case you you can observe it you were moving towards death decay disease and the only way to quote live forever where forever is not a it's not a infinite state forever is something that you measure against something so you could say that you want to live longer than your house or your car before your house or your car decay so you could say that that is forever for you so you could you could you could probably achieve that if you found the conditions or you created the conditions that were conducive for you living a balanced life continuously but the conditions that we currently live in the, the conditions that we're encouraged to live in are not balanced they encourage imbalance more so than balance where imbalances uh, go to one extreme or the other so healthy or unhealthy people have got different um, perspectives on that 
but ultimately it's all about balance and balance is in everything it can be seen in everything so we are I think <laughs> this uh, went a bit off went a little bit off topic because I was originally talking about thought or rather what you know but I guess this is an example right so I'd been drawn into these quantum suicide quantum immortality uh, videos that I knew were kind of junky because they put them together like infographics like infomercials and I like to hear about experience people's experience so I think that's what I was kind of hoping for that there was some experiential uh, information but there wasn't so that was kind of just a I wouldn't say it was a waste of time because it led me to it led me to this point now where I'm explaining what I know because I've been I've been kind of finding more things are about the way things the way things really are imbalance is uh, probably the most com- most critical component of that I think I think balance is the governor of of everything that we see and obviously everything that we don't see because you cannot see an unobserved thing until you've seen it until it's been observed but for my in order for my in order to get that kind of information from blocking me from from what I know because what I'm talking about is it's just what I know I've looked at different aspects of this it's come from it's come to me in different different aspects from being balanced in terms of your emotions when dealing with people to dealing with people that want to pull out certain certain types of energy from you so people almost evoking emotion from you and that that would be someone that's a narcissist or a manipulator or something of like a witch or a warlock or something like that. What was it? 
warlock or something? Something like that. Because that's almost what it's like. It's like they're casting something out of you or casting something on you. And then you have the balance of nature. You have the balance of the environment. Everything commands it, but we don't really pay attention to it. We just see things as things. But then... It, it, all, it all has to add up. You've got quantum entanglement. Why, why does quantum entanglement have to exist? Because it provides balance. It's basically what I've been talking about. In which you have a known state which influences another state when the object's been observed, no matter what the distance is. All that's telling you is that there's balance in everything. Whether it's a known or unknown state, or whether it's an observed or unobserved thing, in order for it to be stable, it has to be has to be balanced. If it was not balanced, it would be considered unstable. And that's something like... Uh, that would be... If you consider that in terms of the periodic table, that would be an unstable element. So that you could see an example of something that's unstable and you can see its reactivity, right? So the reaction that it gives to the conditions it's in. And it gives that reaction because it's trying to adapt to the conditions. So it has to transmute its state in order to retain or regain stability to become a stable element, to become balanced. That's all everything is trying to trying to achieve stability balance that's it that's as simple as it needs to be and I think people people are thinking too much and that's polluting their original what what they may have originally known and then it creates these conditions where they have to apply other things in order for it to make sense in order because they're trying to balance out something that's been created because they've created um, they've created a thought pattern in order to explain it away right so they have to extend it in order for it to be balanced but if it still doesn't make sense then it, have to, it has to be extended again and then it it could just continue and become unbalanced when you just need to go for the simplest what you, what you knew originally or take a step back and it's what you know it's the simplest thing and if you work on the principle that everything is governed by balance then that makes it much easier to to look at things and to deal with things I mean, people talk about secret societies and all these secrets, yet all the secrets are right in front of you. 
It's just people are too distracted to notice. But maybe that's the maybe that's the point, right? Not everyone is supposed to see, hear, speak certain things. They're only here to do what whatever it is they're supposed to. So I'm I'm just being a little bit too harsh, I think. I'm just saying to keep it simple because when I listen to people speak and they overcomplicate it's it's just imbalance it's instability I've seen this in I've seen this in the uh, projects I've worked on over the years I didn't realize it at the time but looking back now the solutions that people would try and speak to me about I didn't I didn't really get on board with because they were imbalanced because I could I could see that they would be unstable because they tried to apply too much when all they needed to do was get the basics was to get something something that could be balanced and once you've got something that is that is stable and that is it balanced then you can work to add on top so it's the same in terms of your thought process, in terms of uh, what you know. To not be so clouded, so to know when to switch off. Just to switch off the source of information, whatever's being fed in, and then see what you know. Because then what you're thinking about, after a few days or weeks, you'll be thinking about things that maybe you never really considered or never really considered it would be anything that you would talk about so I think it is best to keep things simple and balanced If it becomes too much, if it becomes like you'll know it's unbalanced, you'll know it's unstable when you're trying to continuously add things to make it make sense. You should just stop. And uh, switch off. Because that's when you're trying to force something. And there are the things that you know just flow naturally. So, so yeah, keep it simple. Don't force it. If it's getting complicated, it's probably not something that is flowing. It's maybe something that's been influenced or it's been overthought.
that's what I do anyway, I would stop. So yep, so that's my... That's what I think. To not let your knowledge you are knowing get polluted by thinking too much and overcomplicating things and making them unstable and that's my also my take on quantum immortality that no it can't be possible because it's not balanced it's not balanced if you look at this for the things that I mentioned where you'll see balance that it should make it known that polarised states don't really exist by themselves unless it's part of something else because that's an unbalanced state right and everything comes from everything has to come from balance so it would be difficult to have to explain well you would have to explain how it's possible for something unbalanced to come from balance and by that I mean see what well, I'm not I'm not talking about being neutral so I know some people might think that neutral is balance But that's just choosing not to not to be adaptive. And adaption is balance. Because that's that's moving towards balance. Because your conditions are gonna change. That's the thing that people forget, that the conditions are variable. So that point of balance is gonna be moving. So you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to move, constantly move towards it. You can't just be balanced always. And to say you're neutral is just to say that you'll never adapt. Okay, so that's that.